0: The Hoosiers have a ton of talent on this year's roster, but how deep can we expect them to go once games really start to matter? You are locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. What is up everybody? It is Wednesday, October 26th. This is, is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one stop shop for everything IU athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. I want to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash On College. Terms and conditions apply. We've talked a lot about the Hoosiers, both kind of individually as a team, what all that means. Um, but when you look at uh, the depth that they have, we've kind of talked about how this is going to be a team that probably going to run 10 deep during the regular season, which is rare. But um, it, it's I think this team is talented enough to do that. But what will that those kind of 10 players look like? What are those two lineups going to look like? Uh, you obviously have your starting lineup. And when in Mike Woodson's first season, he ran a lot of all bench lineups. And credit to Zach Osterman at the Indy Star for writing a, a similar article to this. He kind of talked about it, talked about the importance of the second group and how that's going to determine a lot with how successful Indiana is going to be this season. It was frustrating last season to watch those all bench lineups with Rob Finnessy Michael Durr, um, a struggling Tamar Bates, continue to be put out there and continue to just not perform at a high level. There's reason for optimism this year uh, because I think there's more talent on that second unit, more talent overall in this IU team that hopefully can sustain that. Um, that level of play throughout the full 40 minutes. If we're working on the assumption, as I think we are, that Xavier Johnson, Jalen hood Shafino, Miller Cop, Race Thompson, Trace Jackson Davis are your starting five. I would expect that to be the starting five, the first game of the season, maybe the first exhibition on Saturday. Um, then your second unit is probably going to look something like Tamar Bates, Trey Galloway, Jordan Geronimo, Malik Renault, and D- Logan Duncan, which is a talented group. Certainly sounds like Logan Duncan is ready to kind of take a step forward in production this season. That's a talented group, but there there's a couple flaws with that, those five players. I don't think that's a five-man group barring injury or maybe foul trouble that you're gonna see take the court together next season. I'd be surprised, um, mainly because there's not a lot of ball handling in that group. Tamar Bates could be kind of a ball handler. Trey Galloway is like an emergency ball handler. Uh, we saw him play point guard in that Northwestern game. He ran back up point a little bit at times last year uh, with Rob Finnessy's injuries. I don't suspect they're going to do that this season, mainly because they have two guys and Xavier Johnson and Jalen hood Shafino, who are high-level point guards. And I think staggering them is what makes the most sense. So I think the solution to that is something I've mentioned a lot in one of your first subs, maybe your very first sub, being Tamar Bates, Trey Galloway, someone like that, to come in for Jalen hood Uh probably one of those two guys. And those guys can fit in with that starting lineup. It allows Jalen hood, Shafino. Then when he comes in to sub in for Xavier Johnson, and at all times, one of those guys is going to be on the floor so that you always have a point guard on the floor. So instead of kind of being that five man lineup, maybe it's something like Jalen hood, Shafino, Tamar Bates, Jordan Geronimo, Renault and, and Duncan. Um, which I is a lineup that makes more sense from a ball handling perspective um, and shores up that kind of first issue. The second issue is harder to shore up, and that's just that second unit really lacks some shooting. You're going to be relying a lot on Jalen hood shafino to take a step forward as a shooter from kind of his, his high school days. Tamar Bates to be a lot better shooter than he was last season. Jordan Geronimo to just be a lot more consistent shooting the three-pointer. We'll talk about him here in a bit. Uh, I don't think Malik Renault or Logan Duncan are going to be three-point threats. Malik Reno talked about working on his three-pointer, but um, that hasn't been his game, so I'd be surprised if that was added to it this quickly. If they're the second unit... Struggles with that and doesn't have enough shooting, that could be a place where Kayla Banks or CJ Gunn steps in. Um, you put them on the floor, depending on how ready they are, how um, how much their shot is translating as freshmen. Uh, and I would think that you would probably take Logan Duncan out of that lineup. So it's Bates, Galloway, one of those freshmen, Banks or Gunn, Geronimo and Renault as your four and five. That's a little more modern lineup, a little bit smaller of a lineup, but with Banks and Gunn being kind of more wings, I think it's something you can get away with. Uh, And if they can provide some shooting, maybe that solves that issue. What is clear, though, is I've just mentioned 12 guys that I think can conceivably get on the court. That's not a, a luxury Indiana had last season, especially at the end of the year. That is not something you could say about Indiana, that they had 12 guys who could who could play real minutes last season. So I'm encouraged just in that alone, and I, I think this team is going to be able to go 10 deep. Now, when the big games come later in the season, you're not going to go 10 deep. Logan Duncan is probably the first guy cut off in the um, rotation conceivably you could go nine deep. I think a lot of coaches typically settle around eight. Maybe you go with nine guys. It's hard to to figure out which of Bates, Galloway, Geronimo, Renault that you would cut out. I don't think you would do any of them. Um, Maybe in second halves we saw at times last year Miller copped it and play as much. Maybe he's limited to just the kind of first half minutes or first rotation of the second half. I'm not sure how that would work, but. You could dwindle it down a bit in the second half. The good news is we have an entire season to figure out who those best eight, nine guys are before we get to those big games. There's going to be just by necessity a, a little bit more kind of experimenting against a North Carolina, a Xavier, a Arizona, Kansas, just to figure out what you have, what guys are ready for that moment. And, what guys can handle playing in a game like that. So I'm excited about the depth Indiana has. There's a lot of guys and a lot of different looks uh, that can take the floor this season. And again, that's not really something Indiana had last season is that kind of versatility and flexibility in their lineup choices. Let's talk about Jordan Geronimo. One of the guys we mentioned, we're going to continue our season previews, talk about Geronimo, talk about race Thompson um, to Forwards that are going to be important to the Hoosiers in different ways this season. Uh, but first, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access or you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I was just on LinkedIn today, actually on the jobs tab, uh, looking at jobs. So there are millions and millions of people that use this. You can find or reach out, connect with those millions of people just by creating a job, posting at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Then you can add your job in a purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience, so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Big thanks to all you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, wherever you guys are listening to your podcasts at. Jordan Geronimo is a very interesting, fascinating player for the Hoosiers this season, um, there was some, uh, I don't even want to say buzz. There was some, I guess, assumptions almost or, or questions that he may leave during the, the off season. He kind of quickly shut that down. Never felt like something that was really viable. Uh, but he was really important to Indiana in the postseason, especially that Wyoming game. He was really, really good. I use, second-best player behind Trace. Um, He played really well later in the season, which should give a lot of optimism um, moving forward into this season. I think the biggest question that surrounds him is, is he a wing or is he a forward? He doesn't exclusively have to be one of those, but uh, is he someone that you can play on the perimeter, match up against some of those bigger guards uh, while – him still having the, the on-ball skills, the shooting ability to play as more of a three and play along two other bigs? Uh, or is he someone that is just going to be a stretch four, which is kind of the role he played last year, a power forward that uh, can move out to the three-point line and still hold his own rebounding? I, I suspect we'll see him in both roles. I mean, we just talked about it in in the last section, how he could be His versatility allows IU to kind of change some things up with what that second unit could look like. If he is a wing, it's very valuable to Indiana, and it could be more minutes for him because they don't really have a natural three. Um, Miller Kopp plays there. I think he's more of a a small ball four. Um, Trey Galloway is an undersized three. I think he's better as a two, uh, particularly defensively. Same with Tamar Bates. I think he's closer to a point guard than he is a small forward. So um, you kind of struggle to find guys that you would classify as a, a small forward. Now it's positionless basketball. It's modern basketball. Um, you don't really classify anyone as a small forward. But you need wings. You need perimeter players. If if Jordan Geronimo can be that, that's a, a huge thing for Indiana because they don't really have those types of guys a lot of what's going to dictate, if he is a, a wing, is how good he can shoot the three-pointer. It it, it was something he didn't do a lot of last year, um, so it, it's hard to kind of really know. He averaged less than a temp per game, 29 attempts in 34 games. He only made nine of them. Um, if he can just be a, a knockdown corner three-point shooter, for example... That really changes a lot of things for him and for Indiana. They just need guys who can reliably knock down shots. And Jordan Geronimo, I think, could be one of those guys. He certainly seems to have the work ethic to do it. uh, But he just is not someone, in two seasons, across 55 games, he shot 39 three-pointers. It's just not something he's done. I don't even expect him to necessarily be a high volume shooter this year. But if his eyes are set on the NBA, uh, physically he has the makeup to be a three and D wing. Um, But he struggled defensively a bit last year and just hasn't done any sort of three point shooting. So he will have to take a pretty significant step forward as a three point shooter to make it to the NBA. But if he can do that, Indiana um, is going to greatly benefit from that. Overall, though, I think Indiana just needs more consistency from him. Last season, it was obviously his uh, his second year where he, he had some waves. He had some ups and downs. It finished on a really big high, but it's that level of play he had in the Wyoming games, some of the Big Ten tournament games, Indiana needs him at. They don't need the highs and the lows. They need uh, straight consistency, so... If he can consistently be a reliable defender who can knock down a couple threes a game, um, just simple stuff like that, be an above-average rebounder uh, for his size at 6'6", be that crazy leaper that can make the jaw-dropping plays. If you know what you can get from him from a night-to-night basis, uh, he's going to see more minutes being a known quantity uh, like that. I'm excited for Geronimo. I'm excited to watch him put people on posters, maybe slam the ball off the ground and score another basket this season, one of the most bizarre plays I've ever seen. But um, I am excited to watch him this season. We'll see how how everything pans out for him. There's a lot of guys you could call X-Factors on this team. Potentially he could be one. Uh, if he does kind of turn the corner as a perimeter player, be a big ask after he didn't do it a lot last season. Um, it's a lot different going from being a stretch forward to kind of a small forward perimeter focused player. So it's a, it's a tall task, but we'll see if he can do it in and really positively change the outlook of Indiana season. Race Thompson, uh, much more of a known quantity, much more um consistent reliable we'll talk about what to expect from him and uh, his final year presumably at Indiana before we dive into that though guys sweat is not something anyone finds fun to talk about it's embarrassing there's nothing worse than being on a first date you know you you reach for a glass of water and your your sweaty armpits have left a ring on your shirt. Uh, it's embarrassing, you know they're there. You're hoping the date doesn't know they're there. Uh, it, it's just awful. So we have a product for you that can help you guys with those embarrassing moments. It's called Sweat Block. Uh, sweat Block is very simple. Any perspirant wipe that you apply the night before. If it's underarm sweat, you just apply it under your arm. Wait about five minutes let it air out, go to bed, wake up the next morning, uh, wash the affected area, you're set to go, no more sweat. I promise it works. Um, I'm someone who uses it. I'm someone who is a very sweaty person who can attest to what Sweat Block can do. Sweat Block gives you the confidence to wear what you want without that embarrassing underarm sweat. The Sweat Block wipes were tested and featured on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters. If you or someone you love is experiencing some of that embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% off with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Race Thompson, just like Jordan Geronimo, was someone the Hoosiers had to wait on a kind of decision from, uh, but a big not necessarily get for Nana, but big that he is sticking around with the Hoosiers gives them another very talented forward, a lot of experience and someone very familiar playing uh, alongside Trace Jackson Davis. We talked about that, especially early in the season. You can tell those two have an understanding after years and years and years of playing alongside one another. Uh, It shows in a number of ways on the court uh, but race Thompson really kind of made a name for himself last season. It's the biggest role he's had 28.5 minutes, started 35 games. Um, he averaged 11.1 points, career high, 7.5, uh, rebounds, career high, and 1.4 blocks, a career high, all in 28 minutes per game. There were some, some downsides to, to his play, but, Overall, he was very reliable. Came up big in some situations where Trace was out with foul trouble. Uh, He came up big in a lot of those situations. And IU wouldn't have gotten to where they ended up without him. That being said, he really struggled at the end of the season last year, I thought. Um, I don't know if it was wear and tear. I don't know if it was also... um, kind of his role changing as IU became more and more of a pick and roll team with Xavier and trace. It kind of forced uh, race to move out to the corner, out to the three point line uh, later in the season. And the end result was him struggling to shoot the ball and, and kind of thusly struggling to make an impact. As we said, over the course of the season, 35 games, he played, he scored 11 points, 7.5 rebounds, one6 point, three-pointers per game. If you look at the last eight games, with, which starts with the game at Minnesota, the Rutgers game, the game at Purdue, and then tournament, he played eight games, scored 7.8 points with 6.3 rebounds, but attempted uh, or shot 36.4% from the three-point line. Um, there were a number of games in there where uh, he attempted four threes against Purdue, couple threes against Illinois. He knocked them both down. Those were both big. couple threes against Wyoming, a three against St. Mary's. Um, his three-point attempts went up in Big Ten play, 1.8 over the final 18 games. Um, it, it probably also isn't a coincidence that it felt like his impact kind of wavered during those final games as well. Early in the season, him and Trace were playing so well off one another. Uh, race was making big impacts offensively. I don't think his, uh, energy level ever, uh, waned defensively, but offensively, uh, he went from being, I don't want to say a force necessarily, but, uh, someone that you could rely upon to, um, Down the stretch, someone who struggled a bit more and I thought was struggling to kind of find his way in the new offense. Um, If you look at the final um, seven or first 17 games of the season, uh, you see someone who. Uh, I'm trying to get it pulled up here, if sports reference will allow it. But someone who felt a lot more involved, 11.7.5 rebounds. uh, But he only shot 13% from three, but uh, attempted 7.5 shots per game. So he was certainly less involved as the season went along. That's kind of the question I have for him, is how does he get involved with this offense? Because Trace clearly wants to run more pick and roll. With Xavier Johnson. Um, He made that known. I would imagine it's going to happen. Where does that leave race? Is he going to be someone that's relegated out to the corner. To be a three point shooter. Can he find a way to make it work. Alongside Trace in the dunker spot. Kind of moving around. Into the mid post a little bit. Uh, How does that work? What does his role in the offense look like now? If they are going to go to something more spread out. Uh, ball screen heavy or more ball screen favorable, I guess he needs to be more of a presence offensively though. And in in, uh, relative to the end of the season, uh, he's someone that the Hoosiers need uh, scoring from him. He can do it in the low post. He has to continue to stay engaged and involved and, aggressive in that area no matter how many threes he's going to end up taking this year which i would imagine is going to be more than the 55 he took last year um he's going to need to be impactful on the offensive end for the hoosiers to be at their best the good news is as i said his defense never really wavered he was a strong defender from beginning of the season to the end Um, there were times that he took even some bigger sized small forwards and match up with them. But if there was someone like an EJ Liddell, we saw in that home meeting, Race Thompson took him, took him out of the game. So he's a type of defender that you can put on a, a team's best forward or as long as they're not a, a Zach ED type of center, even the team's best center, allow him to play that that defense on, on the quote-unquote better player. It also allows... Trace to roam a bit more defensively and be that rim protector. Um, two very important things. So it's not a coincidence that IU was a really good defensive team and Race Thompson was a starter last season. Trace gets a lot of credit for his defense. Race was also really good, I thought, last season. And uh, if he can continue that level of defense, then um, I'm confident in Indiana at least being competitive on most nights. And if he can bring something to the floor offensively, Indiana is going to be really good this season. So two very valuable wing players or forwards, I should say um, that are going to see a lot of minutes for the Hoosiers this season. So thanks again, guys for making locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We'll be back with you tomorrow with a special guest, To talk women's basketball in the Big Ten, top 40 players in the Big Ten for women's basketball. I'm excited for that one. For your next listen now, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, all that fun stuff. Uh, Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Wednesday. Hope you get through the middle of the week. And as always, LEO.